What's good, my good people? You know who it is. You know what time it is. You know what show this is. This is the Legends of Athletics podcast hosted by your boy, Justin Miller. And tonight we're going to be talking about, or today, whenever you listen to this podcast, we are going to be talking about feet, man. And if anybody knows me, you know one of my pet peeves, which I have a, you know, an elongated list of these. One of my pet peeves is feet. I do not like feet, but feet are very important in the world of athletics. Footwear is important in the world of athletics. It's even important Okay, I can now I gotta preach to you now. Now that's my preaching voice. It's even important mm-hmm, in the world of personal training, from what we wear on our feet to how that correlates directly into uh, our biomechanics to how that uh, directly uh, correlates into our injury, um, our risk of injury going up or down it's in the feet look at your neighbor and say it's in the feet all right so in all seriousness we're gonna be talking about foot and ankle mobility how that correlates to the uh to the ankle uh knee and hip um sorry the ankle knee and hip um design how that goes into the biomechanics how that affects us going up the kinetic chain from the ankles up to the hip how that all aligns guys so when we look at ankle mobility right this ties into the feet when we look at ankle mobility it is a new part of any of you any of you that follow the nfl combine ankle mobility test is fairly new to the combine i think they've been doing it for about maybe five years it may be a little shorter than that don't quote me on the time frame exactly but somewhere in that i'm gonna say somewhere within the two to five year range they've been doing the ankle mobility test so what why would the nfl adopt doing an ankle mobility test what is the purpose is does it serve a purpose is there any importance to it why would they adopt this into their testing well i will tell you this there is a great uh, deal of importance to it because uh ankle mobility doing an ankle mobility test it serves um as a uh uh, as a, a, a mic, I'm not gonna say what's that. Not a microscope. Uh, it serves as a um, when I'm trying to look in the distance. Is a periscope? I think. Yeah, it, it serves as a periscope um, into looking at what an athlete may face down the road or in their career um, involving the lower half of their body. So why is the lower half of the body important? Well, in the world of athletics, the lower half, the legs drive everything. So having great legs, a great lower half, you are looking at a high potential to be a great athlete. The legs drive everything. Uh, in the world of football, having strong legs, you you have great leg drive. You're able to um, withstand more. You're, you're able to be more durable because you can take on more punishment and recover faster. Um, and basketball, same thing. You're able to jump higher. You're able to, you know, sustain a uh, great energy for a long period of time, which uh, leaks over into your endurance and, and your ability to sustain a certain level of play 
for an extended extended period of time. Same as with soccer, same with baseball, uh, being able to generate that power from the lower half into your upper half. Again, going from the bottom of the kinetic chain up to the top of the kinetic chain and out. Uh, going from a closed chain movement to an open chain movement. We're not going to really go deep into that tonight. But um, being able to do all these things, it starts with the lower half. You know what I'm saying? So, um going back to this ankle mobility test when we look at the the flexibility of the ankle we're able to see um <clears throat> what what good ankle flexion is 3 to 4 like a good ankle flexion is 3 to 4 depending on what test you're doing or your performance is 3 to 4 the knee is able to go 3 to 4 inches in front of the toe uh of the ankle that you are testing it's able to go three to four inches in front of the toe with the heel still being uh planted on the ground now there are some ankle flexion tests out there that you can google search and look up i am not going to tell you the ones that i do per se but there are some tests that you can look up and do um in, in today's society we and this is guys this this podcast is is not intended to be long i hope it's not very long because i'm kind i'm not going off the cuff but i'm giving it to you raw and uncut unscripted and so um in today's society especially um due to the way that our lifestyles are set um we have more people with ankle uh mobility issues than that in the past um we live we live in a more sedentary um lifestyle uh, we sit more than people in the past have set um we're at computers and we're at desk more than people in the past have been and so quite naturally um the natural um the natural pattern of ankle mobility would regress because of the lifestyle that we live um, same thing with the hips, same thing, you know, um, with low back, core uh, strength, things like that. And so uh, with all of that, you know, our ankle mobility, our foot strength, uh, the strength of our arches and our feet, um, the strength of those bones in our feet, um, it, it, it all has it, it, our footwear and the way that we um go about certain things it, it all plays a big factor of course weight uh our, our body weight plays a huge role um in our body's ability to withstand and carry our weight and hold that weight um and be able to perform with that weight on our body um of course weight plays a big role um our lifestyle plays a big role as i as i just stated you know with if you're sedentary a lot versus if you walk and move around a lot um <clears throat> our natural ability to be uh fluid in our flex in our uh flexibility um plays a huge role just to name three off the top of my head and so uh when you think about those things and you think about what you're trying to accomplish you have to overcome those things and, and the fourth one would be our footwear um, in today's society, of course, we wear a lot of shoes that are marshmallowy, so not that don't really have a firm bottom. Um, of course, if you get basketball shoes, you're used to wearing shoes that have more a stiffer bottom to them, so they they don't flex as much. Um, 
one shoe that I can think of off top that I wear, and I can tell when I wear it, my gait changes. Um, just because I think because I'm aware and being in that trainer lifestyle and and uh viewing everything as a tool, you know, you pay attention to many things. But um, the Nike free runs that I own are very flexible. Um, from a standpoint of they the shoe, you can basically roll it up into itself and then it'll pop back of course back into shape but the free run is a very flexible shoe uh with a very soft bottom just to give you a contrast of shoes um i also own a pair of brooks um and i have them here with me so i'm trying to look and see what the name of them are the brooks uh Revell, um it's the name of them and they have a stiff bottom, and I can tell that they also have the DNA um, type cushioning. But I can tell when I wear those that my feet. Um, I also have the. Sorry, y'all, because I'm going from the from the mic. But I also have the the Brooks um, guide guide rails. Um, they they're pretty comfortable too. Uh, they also have the DNA. The DNA. I think that that may be a thing of Brooks. I just started wearing Brooks not long ago, but I'm guessing like the DNA insoles or the DNA type cushioning is um is a thing that they may be. I'm guessing that they're known for. Um, but those are very comfortable. Uh, those shoes. And when I walk in them, I can I can tell the difference between when I'm walking in those versus when I'm walking in my Nikes. Um, of course, like with the Nike free runs, like I said, those are are very very um um soft and they play a big role and i'm telling y'all about all these shoes for a reason and the nike i think they're the ks uh light run threes i like those they have a, a stiffer bottom as well um i like these to walk around in because the way that the bottom's made um i also like them as well to run in sometimes when i go for a jog um, they just feel good on the feet. They feel good on my feet. They're actually one of the few shoes that I have worn um, in years that I feel pretty good running in and that I'm very comfortable in. But <clears throat> I say all that to say this. With shoes, when you wear shoes that are very soft or very cushiony, cushiony if that's a word, or uh, lack um, or have a lot of ankle support, um, we weaken our feet and we weaken our ankles. And so with weak feet and limited ankle um, strengthening slash uh, mobility, um, we're cutting down on our ankle mobility as well as weakening our feet. And so that translate into compensation from other muscles, which then translates to and an injury and lo a lower body injury in the future um and so that's when you get into the foot stress fractures or you get into uh, a lot of ankle sprains or you get into um you know where you have aches in your ankles or you know maybe a hamstring pull or uh not get enough glute activation which causes a hamstring pull or a quad, uh, quad injury or a calf injury. And so all these things tie into one another. So, you know, if you have kids right now, as your kids are growing up, it's okay. Um, if you're in the house, if you're a stiffler for germs and stuff like that, which I understand completely, totally and wholly. Um, but when they're in the house, um, it's, it's a good thing to let them walk without shoes just to naturally strengthen the feet. 
um, when you look at our history of the human beings over time, you know, from the beginning when we had hunters and gatherers and versus uh, up until this point, um, hunter, hunter, hunters uh, feet uh, for sure, if you can Google pictures of those are a lot different than our feet today. They were a lot stronger. Um, the arches were a lot stronger, things like that. A lot of times today, you know, you see people with falling arches or weak arches. Uh, and, you know, like we were talking about with the foot stress fraction and things like that, whenever your arches are weak and they fall, if they are falling when you're walking, then when you're running, it's, it's, it's worse because we're putting more force and more pressure into our feet. Uh, of course, you know, we're putting some of that stress on the patella tendon, which sits in front of the knee, but we're, we're putting a lot of that force into the ground through our foot or our feet. And so, you know, having great um, foot strength um, is, is a great tool in order to prevent those some, some of those certain injuries. And so when we're sprinting and things like that, we want to get used to being on our forefoot. Uh, but we also want to, you know, at some points get used to putting some pressure, some pressure when we're in that fatigued phase through our midfoot, which is uh, putting more pressure on the arch of the foot. And so that's where if we haven't got strong feet, then we run into trouble. Um, also, with the ankle uh, flexion and things like that um, for kids. I know for young football players, I'm thinking off the top, um, we get into sometimes as parents, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm a parent, but I don't have any kid that plays peewee football. But sometimes as parents, we get into, you know, ankle wrapping and ankle taping at an early age. And nobody really understands why or the significance of a spat job because that's what you basically essentially are doing, spatting the cleat or uh, wrapping the ankle. Um, when you do that, you're weakening the ankle um, and you're causing compensation to happen um, with the ankle and foot, which causes compensation up the chain with the knees and the hips. Of course, sometimes you see kids who run with uh, caved-in knees. Of course, at a certain age, that's natural, um, but just because that VMO uh, head of the quadriceps muscle isn't strong enough at the point to sustain uh, the unilateral movement of sprinting. But if you see that at 12, at 11, 12, 13, 14, and on up, up, and up, then you need to start checking uh, the footwear. In athletics, everything is important. Even outside the world of athletics, everything is important. Um, you know, when they came out with the barefoot shoe, the barefoot shoe is great, but there is a slow transition that you probably should make uh, from if you wear like real soft shoes or really thick, thick cushioned shoes um, down to barefoot shoes. Because if you make that transition too fast, then you still can run into lower, lower half injuries because your foot is not as strong to take on that force and things like that as it should be. Um, I think about... Like this shoe, I, the last shoe I think I showed you guys, that glider or that guide rail shoe from Brooks uh, has a very thick sole on it. And so I don't wear that shoe as often. I wear it sometimes, but not as often as the others because of that, that alone with the thick cushion. So I don't want to weaken my feet. So 
to the point that I'm not able to do some of the things I, that I'm accustomed to doing because as a sports trainer or a sports performance coach, um, you know, sometimes I like, I like to get out there with the guys and move around, things like that. And so, you know, in the past, I've experienced having a foot stress fracture and things like that because of the footwear. And, I, and I, I'm saying looking back on it now, I believe I correlate that with footwear and things like that that I was wearing a lot of and then transitioning into cleats and then putting all that force into my feet and then going back to something that's real soft and cushiony. So, you know, you think about all that. And so, you know, with the, like I said, with weak feet and with weak ankles um, or lack or not, weak feet and lack of mobility in the ankles then we can we we see um underactive glutes so when we're sprinting the gluteus uh medial the the glute med should be <clears throat> should be activating and firing within our sprint mechanics um because that's the glutes are a part of the um posterior chain which is the lower back glutes and hamstrings which are the go muscles that help us to fire up and go but if we have weak ankles then we're not able to fire that glute as as properly as we should and we're also not able to create or get that shin angle to the ground excuse me to the ground that we're trying to accomplish when we are sprinting and so with lack of mobility in the ankles then you're not able to dorsiflex um that foot whenever you are cycling um, through the the sprint mechanics because it's not just getting out there and running fast but there are a lot of things that go into building and creating a great powerful sprinter who is also putting themselves in great position to lower the 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 um their risk of injury and so you know of course if you have somebody that's naturally flat-footed it's hard to get past the barrier of you know strengthening the arches um and creating more ankle mobility but there are things that you can do to help that in the process that it doesn't mean because you're flat-footed you're not able to you know do what you need to do but also if you have a average arch um be careful of all the shoes that you wear i know a lot of times with athletes they like to wear the slides um for me i usually say if you're gonna wear slides wear slides with arch support um if you can find those um usually nike makes good slides with arch support i know adidas has some and usually the ones with arch support are a little more costly but you know you can pay the cost now or pay the cost later that's your choice um and and be very careful of what what it is that you're wearing on your feet um the purpose of this podcast is not necessarily to go into depth about sprint mechanics or go into depth about lower body injuries but to make you aware of uh of of the importance of having nice strong feet uh great mobile ankles and um and going from there and so if you if you Take the time to listen to this podcast. Apply some of these things that you hear. Go to your closet. Look in there. Look at your your footwear. Um, if you had lower lower body injuries, whether you're an athlete or non athlete, uh, always question um, what caused the injury. Was it due to uh, bad biomechanics? Bio Was it due to uh, bad equipment? Uh, which shoes go into the equipment category? Was it due to um, technique? Uh, was I not being a technical runner? 
um, what what happened to cause the injury. Um, usually when we get injured, um, sometimes it's a freak accident, but most times we can call we can find the cause if we just really take the time to sit down and think about it and delve into it and um, and try to figure that out. And so, um, like I said, the purpose of this podcast is to bring awareness to um, to what you're wearing on your feet, how you're treating your feet how you go about uh, making sure that you're flexible and mobile and um, how you you make time if you're not flexible and mobile to make that a part of your training regimen, your, your, your routine. Um, we have a lot of athletes that are blazing fast and uh, put up incredible numbers, but um, to put up incredible numbers and injure yourself in the process is, is, is horrible because if you're not on the field of play, if you're not in the court of play, then you are not doing any good to yourself or to your cause of possibly making it to the next level or helping your team and your program. And so, um, you know, like I said, that, that was the purpose of this episode. And so as I tell you guys each and every time, um, that I do this podcast before I close, make sure you go to social media right now. If you're on Instagram, follow legends of athletics, 19. If you're on Facebook, follow legends of athletics. If you're on Twitter, follow legends of Ath. And if you don't have any of those three platforms, then email me. If you would like to talk to me or a member of the team, email legends of athletics, 19 at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to like this podcast, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tell a neighbor, tell a friend to listen to this podcast. And as always, I appreciate y'all. Make sure you're doing the things that legends do. Take the road, let's travel, and get 1% better each and every single day. And with that, last but not least, be legendary. <laughs>